0: And because you know, there's so many, there's so many photos of like perfect food, you know, like food porn. Like there's not many pictures of half pulled apart, dripping food. So that idea of a kind of yeah messy kebab has been with me for a long time.
1: Hi there. My name's Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. And my friends, this is the closing episode for season 2 and it's a goodie. The voice you heard that's emerging Sydney painter Sean Buller. Sean is the creator of a body of work based on half-eaten food. And can I tell you, a half-eaten burger has never looked so beautiful. Sean doesn't classify himself as an artist. He doesn't even classify himself as a painter. In his words, he's just a really patient guy who's good at fixing mistakes. Now, I want you to pay attention to the language Shan uses, because he may not call himself an artist or a painter, but I would tend to disagree. In today's episode, we talk about how Sean got started creating and is finding his way as a self-taught oil painter. We talk about the inspiration behind his pursuit to showcase Australia's very own street food, and how he finds it difficult comprehending selling any of his originals. To stay across his journey through the culinary delights that Australia has to offer, follow him on Instagram at half Eaten Australia. Now, I will be back with season three in a few weeks' time, so do not fear, interview with an artist will return. But for now, enjoy meeting the absolutely delightful Sean Buller. Sean Buller, thank you so much for joining us on Interview with an Artist. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Okay, how are you feeling? You okay?
0: I'm pretty, I'm pretty nervous, actually. Like. Don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it doesn't help. It doesn't help, but I'm trying to do some breathing to try and relax a little bit. But uh, the, oh, the, I... the more I try and calm myself down, I'll get more nervous, so.
1: Now, it is a custard tart that led me your way <laughs> and I do love a good custard tart and I love the picture that you did of a custard tart. T- yeah, okay, how did you come to painting?
0: Um, that's, that's a decent question. I'm not entirely sure myself how I got there.
1: Have you always but, painted as a kid? No, no, that's, oh. the,
0: that's the thing. So I did a couple of things for, basically for myself. Um, at uni, I did purely just to fill a blank wall. That I had in my place. I just got some A4 bits of paper and created a an artwork just for myself. I wasn't trying to actually do art or make a statement or do anything. It was purely just for decoration at home. Um, so that was the first thing that I did that was kind of like uh, trying to do Arty. some art, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> v- visual art. And then um, about five years ago, I did something similar as well. I did a... You're from Sydney, right? So...
1: Um, yeah, I, I've lived here for the last sort of six years, so right. I,
0: I, I know it a little. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm not sure if you remember, but between – at Central Station there used to be these really cool murals between I think it's Devonshire Street and Railway Square. There's some really cool murals in there, and they, they're actually still there now, but they've been painted over. Um, so I did like a, a replica of of one of those for home. I've still got it. And, it was it, again, it was just to kind of decorate a white wall that I had And that was like, actually turned out pretty good. I'm quite happy with it. But at the end of that, I was kind of like, cool, I've done that. I don't need to paint anymore. I've done my, you know, decoration for the wall and that's it. Um, But I guess it did give me some confidence that, you know, maybe I could paint, but I didn't really have any aspirations to be a painter or to do anything serious with it. Um, But in the background as well, I did sort of have this, this idea brewing about food. I think yeah, like,
1: what inspired that?
0: Yeah, I think it was so I've been to like, you know, doing some overseas travel, you encounter um, street food and also probably watching some cool documentaries on Netflix about street food in South America and stuff like that. And I think I was kind of lamenting about how we don't really have street food like that in Australia. And then I thought, well, maybe we do like in a way if we imagine – like, what is street food? It's something that's kind of cheap, uh, something you can probably eat as you walk along. You can you can hold on to it. It's something that is more or less the same wherever you go. And I thought, well, maybe we do have street food. It's just not, you know, with st- stalls. Stall exotic. On the- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I got, I got thinking about that and I sort of was getting a list together about what things might qualify. Um, but at that time, it's still, I, I didn't really have it as an idea that had to be I thought it might have been like a photography project that I could have done. It wasn't specifically for painting. And then about a year ago I've just sort of got my act together and thought, oh well painting's probably the best way to actually do it. And then started doing that. Like I do I do work from a reference photo. So photography is still part of it. Yeah, and then I just sort of started doing that and I had a big long list. And custard tart actually wasn't even on the list. But I I was buying uh, a pork roll to eat, to take photos of and then to paint. And I walked past a, an old school bakery and I saw custard tarts and they like, that might be cool. So I got one and, and did it and it's probably my favourite now. So it's kind of worked out really well.
1: It is so good. I mean, the light in the custard tart and, and people will know what I'm talking about when they listen to the podcast because I will have shared it the light that you have captured in the custard tart is really phenomenal. So you were just self-taught.
0: Well, I wouldn't say self-taught because <laughs> that kind of sounds like I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Okay. So I'm, I'm still sort of trying to become better and still trying to, I think, I think those first sort of projects that I gave myself to do to decorate a wall gave me a bit of confidence that, if I if I do have the patience, um, when, when people say these these things, and they go, oh, you're so talented. I'm like, well, I'm not really. I'm just really patient. Yeah, I, okay. I, I honestly think that if, if everyone had the same patience and willingness to have this thing around for a few months, um, they could probably do it as well. It's just a lot of patience, a lot of troubleshooting and fixing all the time. Yeah, so I, I, I don't really know how to paint. Um, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a painter or yeah, not qualified at all.
1: Yeah. And so, because your day job is not artistic either.
0: No, no, I, I (laughs) I studied, (laughs) I studied science at uni and yeah, my, my job is a a scientific environment now. So it's, yeah, the opposite of, 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 this kind of thing.
1: Wow. And did you have quite an amazing response to the custard tart?
0: My only real measure of, you know, responses on Instagram. So it got, you know, a few likes and a, a lot of people said, like, that's really good. And um, I did really, like, personally, I really liked the reflection in the foil and I kind of surprised myself how how well that turned out. But, yeah, like entering this comp and, and sort of seeing that now.
1: Yeah, because you, you entered the Waverly Art Prize this year. Yeah. 2021. What made you kind of seek that out and enter it?
0: I think it's just, it's the algorithm on, on Instagram. So (laughs) once, once I've started looking at more art things on Instagram, um, art comp things that are popping up. So I thought, Oh, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll enter it and see how that goes. And I thought, well, why don't I just enter what I think is maybe my best one. And, um, yeah, like I didn't expect to, to become a finalist, but that's been really cool. Yeah. So I guess that's, you asked like, has that been a big response? I guess that's the biggest confirmation to me of, of like uh, success or sort of that it's, that it's good, I guess.
1: What's your painting routine like? Because obviously you're working Monday to Friday or, y- you know, you're working your day job, but you say you've got to have the patience to have these things around and to work on them kind of consistently over yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. What does that routine look like for you?
0: So I, I, generally or not generally i always paint at night because that's when i can be sure that the the light that's hitting the canvas and my paints is the same um so the routine is normally after dinner i'll i'll set up my paints on the coffee table and we'll put something on tv and i'll just i'll just paint i'll, I'll follow so basically i'll take a, a reference photo first of you know what I'm, what I'm what i'm painting and then i'll sketch that first onto the canvas and then it's just filling in the colors from there, and a lot of fixing. It's 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 mainly fixing up what I start.
1: Yeah, and you you work with oils.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of people think that that's like they said. Why have you gone to oils? That oils are so hard. I think for me, uh, it's easy with oils because they do take longer to dry, so I've got a lot more time to kind of wrestle with it on the canvas. I think. Acrylic, I, I, I couldn't do these gradients and blends with, with acrylic because I wouldn't have the time to, to get it right. It would, it would dry. And, um, and, and watercolours, like that seem to me, watercolours just seem impossibly difficult because you get pretty much one go, one, one brush straight to get it right, which I never do. Um, so, yeah, oils is just, it works for me.
1: Do you remember looking at things as a child, or even as a teenager, and kind of noticing colours and shadow and light hitting them, like you have?
0: That I was talking before about that replica of a mural um, that I did. One of the things that really grabbed my attention with that was it, it's a boy swimming in water, and he's got black hair, but the artist used um, in in parts purple and, and blue paint. And it obviously looks like, when you look at it, it's obviously purple and blue. But when you look at the picture, it doesn't look like he's dyed his hair blue and purple. I, I was really um, intrigued about how he's made that look correct even though it's you know obviously not purple and blue hair. Um, so that, that really sucked me in early. But I think that I can recognize a lot of colors and I, I've got a, quite a good eye for color, but I'm not sure.
1: You speak like a painter as well. So okay. it's interesting that, you know, it's kind of just something that it almost sounds like it's not your meditation, but you, you get home from work and, you know, you put the TV on and then yeah, you no, start it, painting. It does, and...
0: it does feel like a meditation actually, because when I'm when I'm, it doesn't actually feel like, it's not like, um, I'm painting from a subject that's in front of me, and I'm understanding the light that's hitting it, and I'm understanding all the dimensions and shapes of it. I really am following the sketch, the map. You know, I'll put that down first, and I'm just kind of following a process of of matching the colors to to what I see. So it it really doesn't feel like I, I do feel like I'm cheating a little bit, and it doesn't really feel like I'm creating what people see. It's just sort of following a process of, okay, that's the picture, that's the reference, those are the shapes, follow them out kind of thing and just sort of have the patience to keep filling in those, those gaps.
1: Yep. Do you remember the first piece you sold or have you sold any pieces?
0: Um, I haven't sold any originals and I'm a little bit um, reluctant to yet yeah, because they take so long. And um, so when I started, it wasn't really uh, – I didn't really have any sort of commercial – Aspirations, and I didn't. It wasn't wasn't to make money, but I do have prints, and yeah, I have the, the first one I sold was probably to mum. It wasn't probably. It was definitely to mum. <laughs> <laughs> um but, selling, but I'm
1: sure you've sold to strangers since. Yeah, then. and that
0: was that was one of the selling to somebody who I didn't know as well was quite a good feeling as well because I was surprised. I was like, oh, I didn't think that people actually really wanted these things on their wall. I think people sort of like more, I don't know, botanical kinds of things that you see in, in art galleries and landscapes and those kind of typical pretty things for walls. So that was cool that somebody else actually wanted it on their wall. And the other fun part about that was obviously when I did try to sell prints, I went and researched all the, the packaging and the envelopes and all that to, to finally get all that see it through to the end, to, to the post office with a receipt. That was a good feeling to kind of See the whole process through for the yep. first time to a stranger. Yeah.
1: Do you call yourself an artist?
0: No, no way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> no way. Um, Can you
1: imagine a point where you ever
0: will? Um, I haven't studied art, so I think to call myself an artist, I'd really be being a massive imposter. And, um, yeah, I think I'd have to study art first and actually get some actual qualifications and then obviously be making money from it as well um i don't I, if i don't make money from art or if i don't make a lot of money from art that doesn't bother me at all i'll, I'll keep doing what i'm doing because it's fun i like it um and I, I you know i might i might take an art course but i i can't see myself doing that at the moment um would i call myself an artist i'd I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe um at the moment no.
1: <laughs> at the moment no. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. It's um yeah, it's a very personal thing and I know some really experienced painters who are still like no, Mm-mm. I'm not an artist, I'm a painter.
0: Um Right, right. I probably wouldn't even call myself a painter. Like I I do a little bit of painting in my spare time or um Again, like to call myself a painter, I just feel completely non-qualified.
1: What do you do to get out of a creative funk?
0: Um, well, I've got a lot. So like I've got a list of things that I need to paint. So uh, the, if I do feel stuck, I can sort of refer to, you know, what, what can I paint next? But sometimes if, if I do start getting frustrated with one painting, I do normally have a couple on the go at the same time, so I can probably switch, go back to a different painting or just do something else as well. Like um, I feel like if I was to try to, you know, if I was going to say to myself, all right, tonight I'm going to paint, and if I wasn't feeling like it or if I really wasn't feeling motivated, I wouldn't try because I think I'd probably get bad results. Like I'd have to be really into it to sort of do it properly. So I'd probably just try doing something else, just, I don't know, cook or do whatever I was feeling drawn to do. But yeah, I think having other, for me, having other paintings to do as well was quite good. If I, I had one that had a lot of blue in it and I was really getting sick of slight different tones of blue. I was, that was sort of just <laughs> doing my head in a little bit. So yeah. I just, I just changed to a different one that had more, more colours in it for a little while and came back to the, to the blue one and um, yeah, just sort of refreshed my eyes a little bit.
1: How do you know when a piece is done?
0: Um, that's a good question as well. I've, I think when I give it some time, like there's one that I'm. I think it's finished right now. I was looking at it yesterday, and it's like oh, I've stuffed it a little bit up. I want to fix it up, and I've had i t- I've had like two or three goes of fixing it up, and I think that I'm on the verge of stuffing it up. So I'm, <laughs> I might I might leave it as it is. I might leave yeah. it let let it dry really well for a, a month or so, and then see if I care anymore about actually trying to fix that one up. I might have sort of moved on from that one and um, be happy enough with how it is.
1: Mm.
0: So that's a good question though, because there's like, there was one that I had finished for months and I was like, ah, oh, I want to just add a couple of little bits of white to a couple of little bits there. And I like, okay, that's it. It's done. It's done. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. But normally when I, when I post it to Instagram, I feel like, okay, it's done now. That's it. It's done. But I have, I have tinkered with them since doing that as well. So since doing that. Yeah.
1: Um, Hang on two seconds. I just sure. need to yep, let yep. my little dog in. He's yep. scratching on the door. Hang on. <laughs> no worries, nice. No Mate, what are you doing? It's all right. It's all right. Up up. Up, up. There you go. Sorry, Sean. Um, no, nah, you're all good. You're all good. What sort we, of dog have you got? Yeah. A little rescue dog called nice. Tony. He's like five kilos of fury. I him. <laughs> right. he, um, yeah. He's about 12 years old. Okay. Um, well, so he is okay. like a child Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we live in an apartment. So okay. he's, he's, he's with you all the, like, if he's not with you, he's like, I not want to be with you. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any artists who you've seen, other than obviously the big mural, mm. um, are there any artists that you've seen that you kind of thought, oh, wow, that's I really admire their work or that's been really inspiring?
0: Yeah, like at the moment I'm really obsessed with um, this artist that I found on Instagram called Erin Hansen. It's not like the art that I'm making. Yeah. Um, she does really vivid landscapes with really broad brushstrokes and I really want to actually paint more like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually tried as well, and it was a massive failure. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, just it
1: just didn't turn out how you thought it would, or how you hoped. Yeah, it would? it's
0: like when I look at her paintings, I think, "Wow, like that's I could probably do that." Like it, it's, I can see all the brushstrokes, I can see that you know what's going on. I reckon I can do that. And also, I tried to it. I tried to do it quickly as well. Like the, the paintings that I do, they take ages. Um. And so I thought, maybe I can, can, you know, smash out a painting in a day or two. And um, no, it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, So so I guess that was good for me to sort of remind myself not to try to, um, not to force change in my style too much. Like uh, I thought maybe I could, yeah, actually change my style, be a bit more free, a bit loose with the style because I, I don't, when I started doing these paintings and it sort of landed on realism, I didn't I didn't decide, I didn't think to myself, oh, I'm going to choose realism as a style. I just sort of, th- at the time. It, it kind of came
1: it, it, quite naturally. It didn't
0: feel like I was making a choice. It was just like I'm going to paint it, I'm going to paint it as best as I can and that's how it came out. I just sort of naturally yeah. was drawn to do it like that. Yeah. Um, but now sort of I guess the more you sort of get into art and looking at other art as well, you sort of maybe it's maybe it's sort of like grass is greener you sort of always want to be a bit looser or a bit sort of what you don't have so I, yeah like these um looser impressionist style um i'd i'd like to be like that but for now i'll keep doing i'll keep doing my uh my realist
1: yeah who's your biggest fan or who's your biggest cheerleader
0: uh definitely my partner sandra so she's constantly telling me that She loves it, even if deep down we probably both know that I've made a bit of a mistake, or (laughs) even like in my a couple of the early ones that I started and never really finished because they were a bit crap. But she was like, No, no, don't throw it out. I love it. And I'm like, Oh, well, thanks for saying that. But um,
1: (laughs) I love you, babe. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah, exactly. (laughs) I did end up throwing it out. But um, no, she's definitely because she's here. She's, you know, as I'm painting on the coffee table, she'll be, you know, on the couch as well. So she's always telling her friends you know spreading the word as well so she's definitely number one um but my mum as well and dad but mum particularly she's online so she's more um visible and vocal yep and um you know, like all my friends as well like uh I should say like Gus my mate Gus he's always giving me a lot of good um you know feedback and um who else? Who else is really into my stuff? Uh, Emily McBurley. Rich Rich, and Emily, they've got some of my prints on their wall. So it's cool to see. It was really cool to see some of their, some of my stuff at, at their place. It was really weird and out of context, but good. I was going to say, yeah.
1: that was probably a very strange experience for you,
0: to yeah, see your just,
1: works out in the wild.
0: Exactly, because it's it feels like, well, these things only really exist at home. But, oh, no, they're at your place too, and that's on your wall. <laughs> so, like, thanks for having it there. It was really cool. Um, and also like, who else is there? Javier at work. He's always, he's always telling me he loves it. So yeah, I went, I could name all my friends actually. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love it. You have a very supportive community around you. That's great. And how do you deal with your inner critic?
0: I think my inner critic, it's very active, but I think also very necessary. It's basically, I'm constantly dealing with my inner critic. And it's not, look, my inner critic isn't paralyzing or debilitating. It's not sort of, it, it's not like you're crap or that kind of thing. It's just sort of saying like you need to get that bit better. That bit's not right. That needs to look much better. Don't settle for that. So I think, yeah, for me, the inner critic is Is necessary. Where I think it might be, you know, maybe my inner critic, like I was saying to before, I don't really feel like I'm creating um, or sort of reluctance to kind of embrace calling myself an artist. Maybe in that way, I'm quite mm-hmm. happy just to kind of have that there. I don't, I don't really need that. I think for me now, I'm quite happy to to keep going. And I think that if if my if if I did start to have too much doubt about what I was doing, maybe I would stop and just do something else for a while until I felt inspired to come back to it. But luckily. That hasn't happened yet. So
1: yeah. And what are you working on at the moment?
0: Um, well, I don't want to jinx it because Ooh, okay. um, <laughs> no, no. I've got yeah, I've got a kebab that's that's on the boil. It's um, yeah, it's about two weeks old. So and I think that the kebab might be, in a way, the most important one because I I think the whole genesis of the idea that I've had was to paint a kebab i have had this idea for maybe more than 10 years, just like a, and that wasn't linked to an idea about street food or anything. That was just how cool it'd be to have a picture of just a disgusting, delicious, <laughs> greasy, you know, falling apart. 2am <laughs> kebab.
1: kebab. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And because, you know, there's so many, there's so many photos of like perfect food, you know, like food porn. Like there's not many pictures of half pulled apart, dripping food. So that idea of a kind of, yeah, Messy Kebab has been with me for a long time. So that's going. I've also got a California roll that's almost finished. I've just got to do the background. Ooh,
1: how, you, how are you finding painting the rice?
0: The rice was okay. The tricky part has been the, um, the plastic transparent mm. packaging. That was hard. That was hard. The rice was okay, just a lot of patience. But the, um, yeah, the plastic, like the clear plastic was, was quite tricky. Um, so just once I've got the background for that one done, yeah. And that's the only two that I've got at the moment and I've got, I'll be on the hunt for some more, um, photos soon. Yeah.
1: And where would you like to see your work take you in a couple of years time?
0: Yeah. I thought about that. I sort of went into this project with, with no real ambition, no specific ambition rather than just to see where it takes me. So I guess I'm more interested to see where it takes me rather than where would I like it to see me take. Uh, sorry, I've yeah, stuffed that yeah. up. Um,
1: no, no, that yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I, I think at some point if I do actually want to get serious about entering into the sort of the the art world, I will have to bite the bullet and actually sell an original. Um, and there are people that have said that they're keen to do it, um, but I've got I've still got no idea how to kind of to price it. That you know, in a way that feels fair to me and a buyer as well. So all that stuff's kind of you know very new to me, and I've got no idea. So I'll 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 just see. I'll just keep going. I'd like I would like to see the collection of of half-eaten foods grow, and just to see what deeper message is within that collection. Um, Yeah, just sort of just keep going. Basically, I, I hope that I'm still painting in five years.
1: Oh my god! I am sure you will be. <laughs> yeah. I look and I look forward to in a couple of years' time, like the half-eaten solo exhibition. Can you imagine? It will be so awesome. Yeah, it's
0: pretty scary actually to to think about that. But um, yeah, I won't. I won't get ahead of myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we get into the quick fire five. Okay, what's your star sign? Leo. Favorite snack.
0: Favorite snack is. Uns- oh, this is tough
1: for you, or is yeah. it not? <laughs> no,
0: no. I thought about it. Um, it's unsalted roasted cashews. Love them.
1: Oh, very specific. Yeah. You sure. You don't want a little bit of salt in there. They're kind of the bland is, otherwise.
0: No, then because you can eat more of them if they're not salted. It's healthier. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: Um, last book you read or show you streamed?
0: I read the the Ben Folds. What's it called? The Dream. A dream about lightning bugs or something story about his life
1: yep band you played to death in your 20s or are you still in your 20s
0: oh we can be friends um no i'm i'm pushing 40 thank you oh are you uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um thank you thank you yeah i have just yes yes Willie. Really, i'm in my 20s still um <laughs> um so I listened to a lot of Billy Joel in my 20s. Not, oh, not, not from sweet. the time, but yeah, I really just got into Billy Joel in my 20s, which is weird and good.
1: And first, last, or never on the dance floor?
0: Ooh, never. Well, I'm not very good. So if bending your knees and clapping is, is dancing, then okay. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I thought I was good and then um, learnt pretty quickly that um, no, I'd best not be dancing. Oh, God, that's <laughs> devastating. That's yeah. devastating. Everyone should dance. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Shambula, I have just loved having you on the program. Thanks and for having
0: so,
1: me. Just, it's a joy speaking with you. And I think you have a really, really wonderful painting path ahead of you.
0: Thank you so much. I hope so. Thank you.